going out on a brown note. <laughs> Welcome to episode 71 of the Laser Comb Podcast, the show where we comb through random episodes of classic television with a fine-tooth laser. I am, as always, The Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, NeoCal. And this week on the Laser Comb Podcast, we're continuing on with our uh, latest wave of Patreon picks. And apologies, it's been about a month or so since we recorded an episode of this show, but, uh, well, we've been doing other things. That's right. And uh, this week, uh, our th- this week's pick is from our patron, uh, Daniel. Shout out to you. He wanted us to watch and review the 1990 to 1991 Flash TV show based on the comic book of the same name from DC Comics. comic book was called 1990 <laughs> the flash tv show oddly <laughs> enough uh it's funny how that worked out into a tv it, show yeah it's funny how that uh that worked out in uh you know like 1965 yeah i yeah, mean the, to be fair bold though, move naming the comic <laughs> 1990s the flash tv show <laughs> to be fair though marvel in the early 90s had the 2099 line spider-man 2099 that's they weren't publishing that shit in 2099 no they were publishing it in 1992 depending on how that that cyberpunk tech works will i mean doubtful but maybe we'll still be alive to see if uh see if it comes around well um if the cyberpunk tech doesn't work out in our favor to uh, maintain our lives all the way until uh, 2099 I'm just going to get a katana and like a trench coat and grow a ponytail and just like start walking around, beheading people, absorbing their power. Specific people, not just random people. Specific people. People that um, uh, choose to duel you. Yes. Don't you wish? I don't know. Do you <laughs> wish you could still challenge people to duels? You know, that was like a law. It was either somewhere in America or somewhere like some obscure place in like the uk um and it was like a law like all the way until 
Until like the eighties or seventies or like something. Like you could still technically like do old people. That sounds great. And like win or lose, like there's no legal re- repercussions as long as you both have like you both like legally agree to a duel by like first blood or to death or something yeah. like that. And uh, there, there's no, there's no actual like physical contract. It's an implied agreement that is sealed with a glove with a slap si- to the side mm. of the face, which that, the 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 um, challenged has to rebuke with. Yeah. So right. And uh, if they, if uh, the the challenger slaps the challengee in the face with a glove. And the challengee then returns the favor with a glove of his own. Then the contract has become ironclad. Yeah, as long and you need a second, like you need like a uh, a second in the duel. Yeah, uh, to fight in your stead in case you can't, and a like an overseer. Yeah, yeah, a witness. There we go. Uh, a, a moderator of sorts. Moderator of sorts. I would get that license. Official duelist moderator. <laughs> that'd be that that's way cooler than like being a like being like a licensed like wedding officiate <laughs> right all right i want a clean fight <laughs> contestant one ready contestant two ready shoots again yeah, and it depends air. on what it is too like somebody challenged elon musk to uh pistols at dawn <laughs> like old flintlock like single fire flintlocks well, we, as we uh, discussed on the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show uh, recently, that uh, he, he has a <laughs> seems to have an affinity for old flintlock pistols, and indeed uh, uses them to, them to intimidate <laughs> people into casting him in a video game. Apparently, shout uh, out if you've seen Elon Musk in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. What a what a what a time to be alive, and uh, you know what a when a good time to be alive was nineteen nineties, specifically nineteen ninety. So this show takes a lot of liberties with the uh, origin of the Flash. Like for one, like his his mom is alive. I did some research, and his mom is alive in this show. Now a a pretty, Ooh. and I think this might be like a post Crisis on Infinite Earths thing. But uh, a pretty uh, big part of the Flash's backstory is that his mom is dead, and mm-hmm. his father was wrongfully imprisoned for her murder, which ended up leading to the uh, eventually the Flashpoint comic book story arc. Sorry, my left eye is super itchy right now. Ended up leading to the Flashpoint story arc, in which the Flash attempts to go back in time to save his mother from dying and his father from going to prison and ends up breaking reality as a result. Uh, the recent Flash movie uh, loosely adapted that story, which I actually like that 2023 Flash movie. Hmm. It completely bombed at the box office and I think it deserved to be seen by more people. Mm. But what oh, are you going to do? Right. Yeah. The superhero movies are starting to, that gold mine is starting to run dry. And, uh, well, thank, thank the gods for that. I know <laughs> that that 2010s era, not even just superhero movies, but that 2010s era of like $250, like, 
million like Transformers. $250 Transformers movie is Siege and I (laughs) using our figurines (laughs) that we already have (laughs) to stop motion. Not even stop motion. We're just like playing with the figures, like smashing them into each other. Uh, yeah, stop motion. <laughs> that would be like a be like a thousand dollar budget. Yeah, <laughs> no that that era of uh, in the 2010s of like two hundred and fifty million dollar like tent hole tent pole uh, pictures like Transformers movies and like Marvel movies and like Fast and the Furious movies where they make like a billion and a half dollars for some reason, but then you like talk to people IRL and no one's seen it. I don't know that that was how it was with the the avatar movies too like those movies made like each made like three billion dollars but like i don't really know anyone especially that second one i don't china i don't know (laughs) but anyway so that that era of like blockbuster filmmaking uh is kind of seems to be like coming to an end what some of the budgets oh sorry um when i have allergies uh, my eyes get watery and i start to yawn I, I think that's why my eye is itchy too right now. I think it's allergies. I there's only been like a couple other people I met that like yawning is like a one of their allergy symptoms, almost like their their lung like they they need to breathe more. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't affect me. I hate way. it. Yeah, because like it, when I have like allergies, my eyes will be running and I'll be like yawning, and it's like no, I'm not tired and bored. But um, yeah, um, you were saying. Uh, well, weren't some of those movies like weren't they like nearing like a billion dollars if you included like marketing and shit? Like it was insane. Uh, most the, blockbuster the... films have a, a marketing budget of around a hundred million. Most big like tentpole <sighs> pictures like that. That's insane. But yeah, that that era seems to be like coming to an end with all of these like big budget movies that are just crashing and burning. And well, indeed, we're seeing like lower budget movies like doing like Oppenheimer, Barbie, that are doing better. And yeah, I think lower budget, like they're still, well, yeah, like, I, but I think million dollar movies, but I, not I, like 250 million. I think um, Oppenheimer only had a budget of like 70 million or something like that. Yep, probably. And the movies made, it's like one of uh, Nolan's like highest grossing films. And I love to see it. Like the movie, it, like it's just, it's a well-crafted biopic. And that movie has made like almost a billion dollars. Like these are the kind of movies that I want to see like people come out in droves for. Barbie didn't about, even cost all that much either. No, a uh, hundred million about ish to make open Oppenheimer. Uh, and it made a, yeah, made almost a billion. Yeah, that's great. When it comes out on 4K Blu-ray, I'm going to buy it. I'm trying to get all of the Hell Nolan yeah. films, which I have. Uh, what, do, what ones do I own? I own... Batman Begins on regular Blu-ray, Dark Knight on 4K Blu-ray, Inception on regular Blu-ray, um, Interstellar on regular Blu-ray, Dunkirk on 4K, and Tenet on 4K. Oh, wow. Oh, oh I think I have The Dark Knight Rises, too, on mm. uh, regular Blu-ray. So Barbie was about 130 mil, and it's worldwide is almost one... Point five billion. This is Christ, man. Yeah, I know. Right? All this money. International <laughs> was fifty five percent, seven hundred ninety one million. 
Yeah. Well, in these movies too, like these are movies that like I, I can talk to people in my day-to-day life and be like, Oh, have you seen Barbie? Have you seen Oppenheimer? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I went to see it. Whereas like, I don't know, a lot of these movies in like the 2010s that I was referring to, I'd be like, Oh, have you seen blah, blah? It's making, it's made like $2 billion at the box office. And everyone I would talk to would be like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, have you seen like the, the second like Thor movie? And I would be one of those people that's like, no, what? I remember what they're called Thor: the dark world that's actually uh yeah i didn't see that in theaters either <laughs> nobody did nobody except it made did. all the money and nobody likes it <laughs> anyway so the flash as i mentioned uh this iteration of the flash uh does different things with the or with his origin but like the basics of how he got his powers and who he is as a character are the same he's still a like forensic uh investigator he's still like struck by lightning and gets chemicals splashed on him at the same time which the, gives him see that was your problem siege is you'd have superpowers by now if you had had the, the forethought the foresight to splash chemical dangerous chemicals on you before you got struck by lightning right then next i would time. have superpowers next, next time yeah, yeah next time <laughs> next time i'm out in a lightning storm i'll uh i'll uh jump in a vat of chemicals i'll throw the a bunch of bottles of like very like uh nebulously defined ill-defined uh chemicals different colored me. different yeah. colored liquids yeah, yeah. That's just how different you... bottles of Gatorade. Ah, <laughs> that's how you know it's science right there because it's also because they're different colors, different colored liquids in beakers, that's... in beakers, and bonus points if you use dry ice to make them like, like, uh, smoke. Yeah, that's that's how you know you're doing a science. <laughs> yeah, and you know somebody is a scientist if they have safety goggles and they're looking at the vials as they're preparing to pour one into the other. So this show only lasted one season. Um, I, I, and I think based on the limited research that I did, uh, it ran from September of 1990 to May of 1991. It lasted one season of 22 episodes. The ratings for this show were actually incredible. Like the pilot episode had uh, t- over 22 million viewers and even the series finale had like almost 12 million viewers. Like those are really good numbers, but the show was still canceled. And I think it was because of um, uh, budgetary for budgetary reasons. Apparently each episode of the show costs like $1.6 million to make. So I think the show was probably just canceled because it was too expensive. That's and um, expensive, my dude. That you see the budget in this show. I mean, like the production values in this show, like are, like they're they're as good as the 1989 Batman movie, and indeed this show feels like it could it easily exist in that same world. And hell, even the theme song is done by Danny Elfman, and the music in the yeah. show is very like uh, Danny Elfman, like uh, like Tim Burton Batman esque type music. And like it's got similar lighting, and like the streets of Central City are are like kind of dark and like kind of smoky, just like Gotham City was in the 1989 Batman. It's gonna. I want to. I want to see this Flash crossover with Michael Keaton's Batman more than Ezra Miller's Flash. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> let me think about sorry, sorry, let me trying to picture that in my head. Yeah, I think I think they could work it's got the same kind of noir like this isn't quite goth noir, like gothic noir styled, like raining all like the time. But it's in this 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 feels more Dick Tracy or like the shadow. Right. Like good hard police work kind of I I think I think that could work. Well, and keep in mind too, like the the aesthetic between like uh the first Tim Burton Batman movie and the second one are very different. Like he went leaned full what was the second one? Batman returns. Like he learned leaned full into like okay. into like uh like goth and like BDSM fetishism and like uh, very dark the the architecture uh, was very inspired by like old like german uh like neo-expressionist films uh whereas the first batman movie feels more like has a look that's more akin to like an old crime movie it's bat the fr- yeah the first one's very like feels batmany and the second one feels like tim burton presents yeah batman <laughs> right tim burton yeah. presents his kinks and a bat suit <laughs> um um guest what would have really made it was uh, uma thurman as catwoman um and um have um have a uh, a guest producer guest director even um oh fuck, my brain's going that's uh, the guy that directed like Reservoir Dogs and Kill Bill and my brain's going out of my head. Tarantino. Tarantino I, I, there you I go. would never want to see Tarantino do a Batman movie. It would be I don't know what it would be. There, there be was Uma Thurman like like shoot like barefoot like most of the movie. I mean Uma Thurman did eventually end up being Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin. But was she barefoot? She was in heels. She wasn't good. I mean, are are we complaining (laughs) about the the, the, uh, poison ivy heels? No. That's right. That's that's right. She was. (laughs) It did involve drugs in that movie, though. More chemicals. Uh, More. (laughs) More more, uh, different colored uh, liquid and beakers. Got, right? got dumped onto her. Literally, I actually think multiple villains in that literally fall into different colored chemical. Yeah. Wait, how many villains in that? Okay, so Two Face, Ivy, po- po- Poison Ivy gets chemicals dumped onto her. On her, she, like literally, as she like falls. She's literally a scientist too. Yeah. Uh, Was she pushed or? Something like that. I can't quite remember that movie. Uh, Mr. Freeze is also a scientist, and he falls into a vat of like liquid nitrogen. And uh, Bane is kind of venom, kind of just rotundo, who has like chemicals injected into him so he can become super strong. Well, the chemicals also make him rotundo. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't I, break the bat in that movie. I like in that movie um John Glover as uh Poison Ivy's boss, the one who actually like killed her and like dumped all the chemicals on her. He asks her like out on a date and she's like, "Oh god, no, not you. Like I wouldn't go out with you if you were the ma- last man alive or something like that." Mm-hmm. And he's John Glover uh who um 
you may know from uh, Gremlins 2, the new batch, and uh, also he played Lionel Luther in Smallville. Uh, John right, Glover. Right, right, right. Yeah, John Glover, he, after she, like, very harshly rejects him, he's, like, says something akin to, well, that's uh, not uh, the answer that I was expecting. That's very unfortunate. I'm afraid you'll have to die. Ah! Just like dumps all these chemicals on her. I'm afraid you'll have to die. <laughs> oh, little God. did, little did, you know, yeah, she would become half plant. Yeah, half plant and not care about humanity anymore, even though she's still part human, just the plants. Because she cares about the earth and the plants, not so much people. Right. Uh, so she's the episode... a, an environmentalist. So the episode that we landed on was uh, episode 16, 16. Deadly Nightshade, uh, which originally aired on March 30th, 1991. Now, I used to watch this show when it was airing. I remember it being on TV. I never didn't even know its existence. I had one episode and uh, uh, listeners maybe help me out because... um, I'm not sure which episode it was. I remember I had this one episode taped that I would just keep watching over and over again. And all I remember about it is the flash, like having a cold. Cause I remember this one scene where he was sitting, he didn't have his costume on Barry was like sitting in a chair and he sneezed and the chair blew back in super speed. <laughs> so listeners, let me know which episode of the flash that was. Cause that was, I used to watch that one over and over again when I was like six. Oh, you had one taped. Yeah, I had one taped. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so the episode opens. Uh, I'm going to kind of like gloss over. Yeah, we can. Because here's the thing, folks. This was an hour block of TV. Yeah. Um, here's the, it, it doesn't really feel like a chore. Like it was it was paced fine. I, yeah. I liked it. You have to know what you're getting into. You're not going into like a Marvel movie where there are like yucks yucks a minute not the mar just marvel movie but this new age of like humor with superhero movies where it's like punctuated by like sassy like jokes right right um for the most part the humor is in how dated it is it reminds me of if you were to go back and watch xena or hercules (laughs) Do do you know what i mean like there's a cheesiness to it even though the plot is serious it was the same with Stargate SG-1, too. Oh, yeah. It was Where just, it's, like, funny, but... It was just genre TV of the, of the 90s in particular. That was a thing. There was always, like, a little bit of, like, corniness to the humor. And we loved it for that. Yeah, exactly. And um, I got that from this uh, in a good way, I'll just say. So the, the episode opens in a uh, hideout with a bunch of uh, dastardly ne'er-do-wells. Called, I think they're called the People's Libertarian Front or something. Libertarian or Libertarian. It's not liber- it, It's not libertarian. Oh, it's, it's not close. libertarian. It's yeah. close because I. It that's an actual me, word. It made me just think of libertarian <laughs> every time yeah. he said it, but I'm pretty sure it's libertarian. And right. so they're hanging out in their hideout, and they've uh, they've kidnapped a um, uh, a rich young woman. Now, do you recognize this young lady? uh yeah one second here yeah 
so the woman who young woman who is kidnapped by the libertarian front uh is a young jerry ryan who several years That's later who... would, would go on to play seven of nine in star trek voyager yeah I was and then decades to later in star trek picard mm-hmm so there are quite a few like holy shit cameos in this uh episode now that's the very first one like just right away opening up right and i'm like hey seven of nine and so we get this uh i've actually been watching through voyager lately uh i've been binging it i decided to subscribe to paramount plus because star trek is no longer Yeah, Star Trek is no longer on Crave anymore in Canada. They finally, that that licensing agreement that they signed, that they did back in like 2017 with Discovery finally came to an end. So now it's mm-hmm. all on Paramount+. Plus. So I got rid of Netflix and Crave and decided to sub to Paramount+. Plus. It's only like 10 bucks a month and they've got some decent movies on there and they've got all of the Star Trek. Oh, so I'm like, this Star Trek. I'm like, this is worth it to me. So I'm just going to like binge like every Star Trek series. And I decided to start with Voyager. Oh, nice. And I'm up I to... I should rewatch Voyager. I, I think I'm at the end of season five now. Nice. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, uh, a masked uh, man in black with a hat shows up in a, like, with glowing red eyes, shows up in a sick, like, black He kind uh, of almost car. looks like... Yeah, the shadow. Sick, like, black... The shadow or, like, uh, noir Spider-Man. Yeah, or um, actually, there's an old pulp character uh, called the Spider that that pre- actually yeah. predates Spider-Man. Uh, but he he has a look like this too. Like he wears like a black mask. As soon as like, you mention that, yeah, the goggles, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but right because they're on the air. No, sorry, he's calling the sheriff. Right, he's calling the police department. The leader of this like libertarian group. Yeah, um, is making demands with uh, the chief of police, right? And this is happening like during like the phone call. And these guys look very much like even like the actors, like even just the actors themselves. They look very much like like nameless henchmen in like night on like nineties TV show. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so the um, we find out that this. Uh, that the spider or the shadow here is actually deadly nightshade. So he shows up and uh, shoots everyone dead. Except for the, except for seven of nine, of course. Yeah. Shoots them dead and then just pieces out. And then Uh, very shortly after the flash shows up, presumably because he's at the station. Yeah. He was able to slip out and, and find out where they were. Uh, there's a lot of hand waving that goes on in, in the plot of this episode, but it's nothing where I'm like, oh, idiots, right? Like it, this hand wavy stuff and it's just to move the plot along. Uh, so he gets there somehow. Yeah, there's uh, a there, there's a, a lot that happens in this episode that is that happens just because the plot needs it to. <laughs> yeah. Um, like later on the original nightshade, just suddenly just figuring out seemingly out of nowhere, figuring out that Barry Allen is the flash. I, and it's like, like, I figured it was you because he he reveals himself. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, okay, like we just threw this in this like little bit of dialogue in here to explain why they're working, why they're going to be working together throughout the rest of the episode, because we, oh, they're actually already like friends. And I had figured, not having watched any other episodes, that 
they were all yeah they were already friends and acquainted to it with each other and yeah like he, he kind of had a suspicion yeah like i said that that the the reveal like happens very quickly just and it feels like it's just uh just so like we can just to enable the plot to have them work together throughout the rest of yeah, the episode exactly uh, so back at the station uh barry we're introduced to um tasha yar uh, uh, we're introduced to a psychiatrist who's played by Tasha Yar from Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. And we're introduced <laughs> to this, uh, to Barry's friend, the original uh, Nightshade, who I don't know what his name is, but he played the judge in Liar Liar. He does have a judge. Yeah. In this, and in this, um, the uh, uh, Nightshade, um, he's like retired and he's like a, He's a doctor. He's a doctor. Yeah. He's like the chief of staff or something like that at the uh, central city hospital, Mm -hmm. which uh, weirdly enough, uh, Barry spends a lot of time at this hospital for some reason, even though you'd think he would be spending more time at the police station since that's where he works. He's hanging out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, Tasha Yar goes on TV on there's this, um, like nighttime like talk show that's hosted by the guy who played detective john munch in homicide life on the street and in law and order special victims unit huh. <laughs> like i said i recognized a lot of people and we're not even done yeah. with the actors that i recognize uh mr futterman from the gremlins movies has a, has a role in oh, the show he's in that guy's in everything <laughs> right that's that's what i associate with him with is uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Futterman. Right. From Gremlins, particularly Gremlins 2, the superior Gremlins film. <laughs> the su- vastly superior Gremlins film. <laughs> uh, also has John Glover in it, too, who yeah. I was talking about earlier. Uh, but yeah, she's on TV, like shit talking, like the, the Flash, and like talk because, like, the people think that all these criminals from the like libertarian front or whatever uh, were killed by the flash and she's on there being like, I think the flash has been fighting crime for so long that he has lost all sense of right and wrong. And there's some people like in the force and stuff included that are like, this isn't like what he does though. Yeah. Not our flash. And she's really trying to like push the narrative that like the flash just went and murdered all of these people. Right. And, um, uh, a guy calls in who was like, <clears throat> calls the police and who's like, um, excuse me, you're taking um, credit for excuse me. <laughs> um, actually, um, <laughs> it was me, the deadly nightshade. Yeah. Not, the, he- not nightshade, deadly nightshade. Yeah. Huh? Because, uh, as we find out, Nightshade was um, like a vigilante from the 50s. Yeah. Who was the, the doctor guy. Um, and he used uh, like Lugers, <laughs> but like with tranquilizer darts. With tranquilizer darts. He was non-lethal. Yeah. There, there's a scene later on in the episode where... Um, uh, so a- eventually, like there, there's like this bar that's being uh, run by this like uh, retired criminal. Like he, he's taken up a. a I can't remember name. his names. His name's like Teddy Two Walls or something like that. Uh, and uh, Deadly Nightshade shows up and like shoots him dead. And uh, Mister Futterman from Gremlins is like 
we, we, we go back to the bar later after the guy is dead and Mr. Futterman is like talking to a bunch of people about how like they're, you know, scared about how Nightshade has become like a, a maniac and like they're all like scared and everything. And then the, the Flash shows up and in a weird like display of power, he's like, I want answers. And they're all just like, dude, we, we have bigger problems to worry about than you there's this, where is she there's this motherfucker <laughs> out here who's like killing our friends and he's like flash is like but i said i, s- I want answers now. i said answers and it kind of like goes back to that um that like kind of like uh detective kind of like going into like a cd bar and like you know slamming the desk and being like all right i want answers kind of thing but it, it handles that trope differently yeah and then the the real nightshade comes in and they're all they all like freak out and i really like this scene oh i i fucking i actually really like him as nightshade yeah and uh they're like oh god and he's like no that's uh that other nightshade was an imposter i'm the original look we're all too old to be enemies now and so uh because a lot of these people are have like gone straight yeah like they're, they're not criminals anymore they did their time and like Mr. Futterman is just like, so Nightshade, what are you drinking these days? And they just like sit down at the bar and have a drink together. And he's like, do you use a straw or? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. See, I love the the idea that the, this guy, that Nightshade was like, you know, like 30, 40 years earlier was like busting all these people. And now they've gone straight and they're all just like, ah, let's just, you know, kick back and have a drink. You know, like we're we're basically like old friends at this point. And I like that because it means that but basically the, the TLDR to the episode is we find out in the 50s, um, Deadly Nightshade, um, who's been, is this like rich guy who's using all of his like funds and everything to go towards like orphanages, to go towards the hospital, the psychiatrical wing, which we see him come in. He's like a rich guy because his father was a crime boss. Um, was a crime boss and it was nightshade that dismantled all of that and helped like take it all down and routed out corruption in like the city and restored some balance and so deadly nightshade now because he's like all ashamed of the fact that his father was this crime boss Mm -hmm. uh he's using his fortune now to like kill criminals basically become the punisher yeah that's a good that's a good point and and including the ones because like Johnny Two Walls or the Vinny the Knife or whoever it is that owns the bar, um, he just no knows McGinty kills him. <laughs> <laughs> he just guns him down and kills him. But before he does that, the guy's like, "Hey, I did my twenty years. Like I'm I'm clean. I'm good." And he says, "Oh, the first time he's introduced, sorry, Deadly Nightshade." I laughed at this before he like pulls out his like machine guns that he uses. They're like, "Who the hell are you?" And he's like, "I'm Vengeance." <laughs> doing it before right. uh before robert that what he says doing it. he says that right oh, i can't remember i watched this it's like something like ago. that or or um i'm i'm like revenge or i'm vengeance or something like that he says something like that there's also this uh and i i it was hard like i felt it thought it was kind of forced but it was also like kind of harmless in like a like like network tv kind of way there's this like weird little like semi-adversarial semi-playful like will they or won't they between barry and tasha yar throughout the episode and they even go on a date yeah 
because at the very right, it happens three times. The first time he's like, hey, what are you doing for dinner? And she's like, I, I'm too busy and go like just walks away. And he turns to his like buddy, right? Like Nightshade. And he's like, eh, had to try. The second time she agrees to like go out, but she's like just wants to talk about like the flash. It's like the 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 flash and nightshade. And if deadly nightshade is like different, like what's his MO for imitating this this old like uh hero and stuff like that? And that's when they get shot up. They're at like a restaurant eating. Right. And um Nightshade comes around and like shoots like a like an old gangster or something like that, like a ponytail dude. Yep. When uh, the Flash shows up to, uh, as Nightshade is fleeing the scene, Nightshade does something that I've never seen anyone do uh, to stop the Flash dead in his tracks, and I kind of love it. He throws a bunch of spikes on the ground, and so when the Flash like runs over them, it like his feet get poked, so he has to stop. So this was clever. This was deadly nightshade. As he's like chasing yeah, yeah. after him, he drops like a whole bunch of spiky caltrops. Yeah. Because the flash just runs everywhere. Nothing's like it's not gonna go in a car, right? Yeah. And yeah, he gets like pricks on his feet and can't can't keep chasing him. Yeah. And I thought that was like pretty clever. Uh it ended up being his downfall because they hand wave this. Yeah. Siege said earlier that there's a lot of a lot of hand waving here yada 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 somebody gets some papers and i think it's actually um og nightshade um he gets some papers and they find out that um they were um like german like made or whatever and they're like oh like what company did this blah 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 who's it associated with and, and it turns out that uh crime boss millionaire's like son who turns out to actually be deadly nightshade had just spent like time in germany recently and uh, and then they're like, but could it like be him? And they're like, well, maybe he feels like really guilty and that's manifested. In... There's some big leaps when they, when There's they some big leaps, but they want to like double, they, they, assu they make the conclusion it's him, but they can't like confirm him. They can't go like arrest him. Right. Which is weird. Cause later in the movie, somebody gives like a hot tip to the head of police um and just based on this hot tip they go and arrest uh dr mcnightshade and they're like hey we have reason to believe that you're the nightshade and they arrest him yeah and i'm like since when can you you can't just go arrest somebody because somebody's like hey i know who nightshade is it's hey that guy. person's bad go get him arrest him here and here's the funny in the proof the evidence of the dossier that's delivered to him there's just a big black and white portrait picture of right. like the like current day um nightshade who's just like what would you say he's like an like an african-american guy and is like what is he 60 ish yeah yeah he's like a just an old old black dude yeah he's a, it's not he, he's still got some spring in his step because um he i like it because beginning a movie flash tries to convince him to double team like team up with him and he's like i'm too old for this shit right Halfway through the movie, he's like, hey, don't help me, Nightshade. Um, I'm going to be the one to deal with it. And he's like, hell no, I'm helping you now. And then the last third of the movie is when he's arrested because. <sighs> oh, right. Deadly Nightshade like interrupts like an interview. Remember when he shoots the holes through the wall and like kicks it down? Yeah. Right. Like on live TV. 
Yeah, and he I shoots think, the flash in the leg. I think he does that to uh, uh, after the original Nightshade gets arrested. He does that because he's like he doesn't want like him getting the credit for like all the killing he's been doing or something. But then like the show like gets like really like hilariously bananas, and he decides to to in order to fight the Flash, he's going to make a mech suit. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like the budget, like the we we see it in this. He makes an exoskeleton. Doesn't even bother like trying to hide his identity at that point. He's not wearing the deadly nightshade costume. Oh, when he puts it on later for the final confrontation. He's yeah. He's just wearing this like exoskeleton. So, okay, let's get to the exoskeleton. He's kidnapped. He's busted out of jail. OG nightshade, right? And um, OG nightshade is like tied up. Like on a, I don't know, like a chair, like something, something. And um, he's he's like, why, if you and the Flash had just joined me, the three of us could like destroy the corruption in this world. Because he's a little bit, he's psychotic, right? Like he's just he's killing not well. people. Yeah. And indeed, uh, OG Nightshade, who is a doctor so he can save us. He's like, you're not well. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, seriously, like, dude, like, you need to stop. You're just, like, killing people. We don't do that. And he's like, I'm not killing people. I'm killing scum. <laughs> or something like, something like that. I'm killing you're, gar- like, you're garbage. You're garbage. Don't talk like one of them, because you're not one of them. No. Even if you want to be. <laughs> I just watched that again last night. They'll cast you out like a leper. <laughs> I, uh... I my my TV died not too long ago and I had to get a new TV recently and it's a grossly inferior to the TV that I had before but uh, I wanted I wanted to to test how like the Dolby Vision and HDR uh looked and like what how 4K Blu-rays looked on it uh not great but I I decided to watch The Dark Knight as my like that's kind of my 4K Blu-ray that I use as like my like um uh what's the term my like spotlight piece right anyway yeah. so yeah I watched The Dark yeah. Knight again last night for I think I think I've watched it like four or five times this year alone already I watched that movie a lot we need to move on to covering that on the Patreon. We do commentaries sometimes. Sometimes. We haven't done one for quite some time now, actually. It's due. It's due. We have commentaries for, like, RoboCop. Uh, no, like we Rob- haven't done RoboCop yet. RoboCop no, was the sorry, last Highlander. thing. No, sorry, Highlander. Yeah, RoboCop was the last thing it's, that it's was coming. voted on. Yeah, it's coming. Um, the uh, fucking... Oh, man, what have we... All the Matrix movies? Yeah. Uh... The one with Jet Li. <laughs> the one with Jet Li. <laughs> that one's probably the funnest because it's like you're not missing anything with us talking over it, right? Like, and it's a lot of it is us talking about just how fucking early two thousands that movie is. Yeah, like Stained <laughs> or Creed, like playing in the background. Papa Roach and Papa Drowning Roach Pool. The, there, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Fucking it's a fun movie, though. Jet Li fighting Jet Li. Yeah. There's no better fight than that, man. Carlo um, Gugino. 
being Carla Gugino. We we have um, existential talks about what um, Jamaican Christopher in a parallel universe would <laughs> would look look like. How powerful our clones would be. Right. Oh, now I want to. Now I want to do a commentary track for uh, Cool Runnings. <laughs> yeah. You know what we should. Fun you know what we should do sometime is. Um, watch the movies that we do commentary for we should watch live stream them over on the the lasercomb discord as we're recording commentary so if people want to join in and listen to us in real time they can that'd be kind of cool yeah i don't know why i didn't think of that until just now hmm. you can get away with that i think we can i think we will <laughs> yeah. just try to stop us copper all right. So, so uh, yeah, what happens in this big finale? Because Nightshade's tied up, old Nightshade is tied up, and now he's got the exoskeleton suit, and he explains to Nightshade, uh, a deadly Nightshade, he explains to him, oh, this? It's an exoskeleton, and it's going to increase my reflexes so that I can keep up with and beat the Flash. And I'm like... But it's still reliant on your stimuli, your um, response time. Right. Like it, even if it moves your, your limbs without breaking them like super quickly, the flash perceives time differently. Yeah. Even like it has a higher metabolism, he heals in like minutes, right? Oh, yeah. And even sometime in the movie. He needs, yeah, and he needs to eat all the time too, even oh, in this show. One thing I like is they're... that um, Nightshade. Uh, he he's like he pulls out a sandwich and he's like, "I know you," because uh, when he's like uh, healing or like whatever, he like yeah, eats then, a sandwich because he his metabolism is, is a mess. And later he on, he needs to when, eat a ton when he's when he's uh, trying to heal. Uh, that they call back to the sandwich thing, and because like he says that. he says to uh, Nightshade, he's like, "You wouldn't have to have a sandwich." In that I don't egg. suppose you have any more of those sandwiches, do you? <laughs> I I actually laughed at that callback. Oh. Uh, uh, anyway, we uh, they end up fighting. I, I, I'm I'm going to be uh, summoned away uh, fairly soon, so we should start wrapping up. Yeah, but so they end up fighting. Um, the Flash ends up winning uh, because you can't dodge what you can't see. And Nightshade like gets free of his bonds, finds his gun, and tranquilizes like deadly armored knight. There's a part when he puts it on, right, and he's like, "I'm faster, stronger." And I shit you not, there's sound effects. And he goes, yeah, I know. and it he makes walks like, like RoboCop. It makes like RoboCop like, sound effects. Bravo. And this Bravo. was 1990, so like RoboCop was still like like very much in the pop culture consciousness at this point. So yeah, he was actually beating the Flash with this, I, which I, I thought was kind of cool. I, I just find it funny that he when he's wearing the exoskeleton that he he doesn't even bother with the deadly nightshade costume. So no, it's like he, his he's not covering his face. He's not covering his face. He's not wearing like a, he's, a hat. He's gone or, full mad. Like the cape. He basically just went from being deadly nightshade to bionic man. He went to from uh, um, uh, Agent Spider. No, what the spider to the spider with guns to bionic man. <laughs> yeah. The million dollar exoskeleton. Um, it took an entire Saturday afternoon to build. <laughs> so uh, he ends up 
tranquilizing himself, the exoskeleton is still moving. So the flash like short circuits it. And he's like stuck in like a phone booth awkwardly. It's kind of kind of funny. And they're like, shit, they're gonna find you like secret. <laughs> Literally, he's actually like stuck doing this, even though he's unconscious. So yeah. they stop him and the police are coming. Um, and they're like, shit, they're gonna find like your secret like layer, like this antique like building that he's in. The funniest shit ever. He starts picking up the bricks and putting back together the wall, but they're in big like puzzle pieces. And I'm like, ah, yes, everyone knows the Flash, famous, ma famously fast Mason. <laughs> and he just rebuilds the wall. And that was when I was like, okay, I get it. I this show's great. <laughs> it's in that very like the Lego video games kind of way, <laughs> where they're like super like speed, like building up bricks. I couldn't handle that. And it goes together, like, back into the wall perfectly. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, little bits or, like, pieces. And I'm like, okay, okay. And uh, the, 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 to summary the, the ending, Deadly Nightshade is, sorry, Nightshade, not only is he unmasked, because they know who he is now, right? But he's cleared of all Deadly Nightshade's uh, yeah. wrongdoings. So he's kind of, like, famous now. And he talks about how he's got like a book deal and he's going to be on like interviews. Yeah, the Wikipedia page says that from here on he becomes a celebrity because I, as soon as his ide secret identity is outed, he just becomes a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting place because now like Nightshade's like a celebrity and uh, he knows who like the Flash actually is. And it's, I don't know, it kind of sets up like the last like chunk of like episodes i presume oh and it ends with those two going on a date yeah psychology uh like journalist and um tasha yar yeah and uh and flashman <laughs> flashman <laughs> tasha yar and flash dance <laughs> <laughs> oh all right well that was uh 1990s <laughs> the flash it sure was uh cal you just caught a random episode uh would you be would you be tuning in next week i would this... you would yeah yeah three or four year old me probably not because that's how old i was at the time this came out but uh when i was like something year old me yes when i was like uh five and six i i i really liked this show as i mentioned earlier and, I barely uh, remember anything from before I was ten, but I would tune in in next week. Uh, uh, how so, about yourself? So would I. Uh, I want to know what episode uh, that was that I was that I had taped when I was like five. Years he like old. sneezes himself backwards. Where, yeah, in super speed. Uh, listeners, let me know what which episode that was. Daniel, I'm sure you know. You <laughs> right? pitched the show, so right. let me know which episode it was. Uh, anyway, that was it. it. Good show. <laughs> that was episode 71 of the Lasercomb podcast. Uh, best way to support the show is to go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, where much like Daniel, you can pitch five, you can uh, pledge $5 and get the ability to pitch a show for us to review a random episode of on this very podcast. You also get a yeah. Patreon exclusive podcast, the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show, commentary tracks, and uh, a bunch of other stuff might start doing uh like virtual like gaming like discord hangouts in the near future something we're an idea be fun, we're, yeah we're kind of kicking around yeah uh 
Uh, yeah, so if you want to get in on that, patreon.com slash lasercomb. Um, follow me on Blue Sky. I'm on Blue Sky now, baby. Uh, You're on Blue Sky, baby. Uh, just look for... I notice you don't follow me on there yet, though. I've opened it like three times. <laughs> uh, it's Unfortunately, there's not... Uh, it's not the most active social media platform because there's only like a million users and it's all like it's invite only at the moment, which, right. uh, uh, Christina, if you're listening to this, I sent you an invite. So, Ooh. uh, so jump, jump on, uh, on blue sky, but yeah, anyway, I'm laser comb on blue sky cow. Where can, uh, I people... just found you. Oh, and you can follow me on, uh, Instagram at Christopher siege. You can, uh, also add me on steam just look for christopher siege you can add me on xbox live under Lasercomb. those are yeah or you can join the Lasercomb discord that's probably the best way to interact with us yeah uh, definitely. And as always there's a link to uh to join the discord in the description of this very episode description cal where um, can people find you much like how you're either uh, Christopher Siege or Lasercomb. Uh, I'm NeoCal in most places. So I'm Blue Sky, just N E O K A L. Um, I've got a mighty six followers, and I'm following three people. I think I have three five friends. followers. <gasps> Although, uh, uh, Whitney, Whitney Seibold of Bibbs and Whitney from the Critically Acclaimed. I was just going Network. to ask, yeah. Yeah, he follows me on Blue Sky. Right. So I'm like, sweet. Yeah, I like sweet. Bibbs and Whitney. Uh, we will be back, not next week, um, this show, this podcast, uh, because of, um, scheduling, uh, things and because we have other stuff to do and because too much energon is definitely our main show. This show's probably only going to be getting a new episode, one or two new episodes a month going forward, I would assume. Cause that's kind of where we've been at for the past several months now. And sometimes we do more. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we're like, what about like this day? Or and it just lines up. Yeah. So sometimes you get two in a week. <laughs> yeah, that that does happen. Yeah. So, um, uh, if not uh, at the time of recording, it's September twenty second. So, if not in the month of September, there will definitely be episode seventy two in October. We've done seventy one. Seventy one episodes of just watching random of everything. just this show this podcast alone right not to mention the like literal hundred hundred plus episodes of too much energy hundred plus episodes of tme and the finished like, run of alphanumeric yeah we've done a lot and we've done i think we're up to 19 or 20 of the super laser comb patreon super show oh even with just <laughs> just yeah, that yeah even with just that uh, yeah, so we're going to be back uh, at some point soon with episode 72 of the Laser Comb Podcast. And, um, well, we got a couple of new patrons, so I'm going to bump them to the front of the line, you know, get their, so they, you know, get their money's worth. And uh, we're going to start with our new patron, uh, Samuel. Hi, Samuel. And the show that he wants us to watch is a show that I know you have brought up before, Cal. Tripping the Rift. <laughs> this, oh man, if you were looking for, look no further 
than the Rule 34 of Late Night Teletoon. This yeah. is uh, this. I, I couldn't tell you if it was good or not, but it certainly was uh, a 3D <laughs> animated show, folks. Um, did they have Teletoon in the US? No. No, Teletoon is like our cartoon, was like a cartoony. Uh, it was on the Sci Fi Network in the US. Oh, I can uh, see that. Things like The Lex yeah. were on Sci Fi. Yeah, yeah. So, Tripping the Rift has 39 episodes spread across three seasons. So, I'm going to hit screen share and hope my computer doesn't explode. You're like still it, hoping. Here's to hoping. Share screen. Oh. Um, here we go. It's working. Holy schmoly. Yeah, I think, I honestly, I think the... um. The, the screen sharing, making my computer exploding thing. Uh, that was just, just like one certain. I think it might have been my old video card, honestly. Oh, right. Well, because I haven't really had any since I replaced my video card. I haven't had any any problems that I was running into before. Maybe or maybe it was a certain um, uh, run of Zoom. Or yeah. Yeah. But I've noticed even like um, uh editing video editing and video rendering is a hell of a lot faster since oh, i upgraded be. my video card so anyway one random number is between one and 39 and here we go oh, yeah where it stops 37 in a row <laughs> <laughs> uh that is seven season three episode 11 extreme takeover Extreme takeover, tripping the rift. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, we'll be back next time with that. And until then, I've been the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm Neil Cal, your other host. Uh, thanks for listening. We will um, speed force you next week. Or I'll just shoot you with like a tranquilizer dart. Or that I ain't too. got nothing fancy. <laughs> bye bye.